Hey, I'm Tommy Chong. Welcome to High on Homegrown. Yes, yes, everybody, and welcome to High on Homegrown, the cannabis podcast from Percy'sGrowRoom.com. In this week's interview is just me and our friend Chad Westport. Chad has been on the show loads of times before, both on the panel and in interviews. And we had this interview here on Thanksgiving. He was free, didn't have much to do. So we just got together and chatted for a couple of hours about podcasting, about making YouTube channels, cannabis content. We speak about cannabis growing, obviously. And we talk about the guests we've had on our shows, just loads of stuff like that. It's just a really nice laid back conversation with a good friend of the show. So roll yourself a couple of joints, join us for this session. I hope you enjoy it and I'll speak to you at the end of this and give you links to where you can find more info about Chad. So yes, enjoy. I'll speak to you in a bit. Hello. Hello, good sir. What is up, bro? Are you good? I am good. I'm just going through my Zoom preferences right now and getting my cool background up you know I'm being tech savvy over here it's nice nice the... proper professional like me chad yes yes well you know <laughs> i did hear the intro on the last show there brother and uh, was it know. good was it good will you rate it out of four <laughs> <laughs> a solid three yes that's how i like it i, I don't know man it's it, it's become part of the show to just fuck up the intro in some way. So it's not like I make an effort to fuck it up in some way now. It's just I make no effort not to, you know, <laughs> some kind of mistake at the start of the show is perfect. It's just, uh, you know, one day I'll pull it off absolutely perfect, man. And people will be like, oh, my God, that was crap. You know, <laughs> That'll be the time you didn't hit record. <clears throat> oh yeah one of the many but i have hit record this time it's like a it's it's the pattern i want to see the guest arrive i press record and then i let them into the room you know smart so, smart yeah. i uh fortunately uh, now that i say this i'm gonna jinx myself but fortunately <clears throat> i haven't done the oh man i forgot to hit record hour into a show oh you man i've got to the end before and been like oh oh Shit, but because it goes up onto YouTube and the audio is pretty good when it's put over onto YouTube as well, so it's not really a massive concern. I can always rip the audio from YouTube, and I've had to do that a couple of times. It just happens <laughs> behind the scenes magic with Mackie. Oh yeah, that that's the way it's done, man. And sometimes it goes from the YouTube audio into normal audio, and it sounds the same. It's just when I'm editing this show it i'll get everybody's audio in a separate like uh you know separate bars so if there's yeah. background noise on yours but i'm saying something i can remove the background noise from your one and you know keep me saying something it doesn't have to remove the whole thing you know it's effort i'm sure you understand what it's like because you have podcasts too yeah i do have podcasts too and i appreciate again as the audio engineer your attention to detail there yeah, yes. yeah, I'm, I'm fussy. Uh, so, how does it work with you with your podcast? Because I know you got your YouTube shows, and YouTube's smashing it, by mm. the way, man. Congratulations with all that. That's uh, you're getting lots of views, lots of subscribers all the time, aren't you? Thank you. Yeah, it, it's been you know, it's been a, a un, I don't know, 
I'm surprised. It's it's been great. Like for some reason, <laughs> I think I've hit the algorithm. <laughs> like the algorithm loves me because it keeps sending people my way. And the goal is, you know, quality stuff. Like I don't mm-hmm. want a lot of fluff. I am probably one of the few people who did not report on Snoop quitting smoking, which we all know is a big marketing scheme now. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> we had our suspicions anyway. <laughs> oh my gosh. That drove me nuts. It's like, uh, okay. So like people know that I have this dislike for cookies and people get it confused uh, in the sense that I don't think it's like good cannabis or this and that it, it, it's good. It, it's so popular for a reason, but being one of the old school like American people here and gosh there's definitely a lot more people older schooler than me I don't want that to sound too too weird but uh (laughs) I remember when cookies came on the scene and it really was the first like weed that had a marketing campaign and coming from something that's just been like a you know a collective of people who didn't necessarily fit in because we weren't allowed to fit in to all of a Mm. sudden have like marketing kind of take over like i i still talk crap and this is like well over a decade since it started doing its thing Mm -hmm. i i just like kind of took that personally and resented it and and it's almost the same the why i'm drawing the line with the snoop thing it's like it sucks that people can be so naive, but there's, mm-hmm. you know, a sucker born every minute, as they say. Oh, yes. Um, but just that we're so thirsty for, like, to make content or to put something up that we're going to jump on any little piece of fodder that somebody feeds us and then just mm-hmm. run with it without, like, verifying that it is something worthy of being talked about and i know we're i'm starting this out with like a huge kind of interesting rant but that's yeah the whole the whole snoop thing the whole cookie thing it's like chris rock said it best weed sells itself Mm -hmm. like you've never needed to go out and been like yo i've got weed i've got but today you kind of do in some of the in some of the main markets but i'll i'll end this rant here no, Good we're going to, to carry. You, we're going to continue the the rant, bro. We're going to follow on on the because it's been noticed as well in places that have recently legalized cannabis recreationally. That there's the kind of culture that we've had for the last 30, 40 years with cannabis. You know, this certain underground culture that we've had, the the cannabis mm-hmm. community, it seems to fade off somewhat because it's not taboo anymore. You know, you don't have to hide it anymore. You. I don't know. It's losing its coolness in these places where you're allowed to have it. Do you do you find that where you are? Have you, have you noticed it? Because you're legal where you are, right? Yeah, yeah, and it's been legal um, for over a decade in the state where I'm at for recreational mm-hmm. use, even mm-hmm. longer for medicinal use, which had a healthy scene. Um, you're absolutely right, and it's not just the accent that makes you sound like better than me. It's it's the fact you have pretty words, culture. <laughs> culture was the word that I was looking for earlier. Because yeah, the you know, the the outlaw cannabis culture, you know, we, we used to call it the black market, now we call it the gray market. Or the um, legacy market, you know? The yeah. legacy market, exactly. And that, you know, there were there were a lot of inherent risks there, but it also created a lot of like really strong bonds because mm-hmm. you were kind of outlaws and yeah. you, you know 
you were just normal people, you know, you had your, you know, kid on the soccer team and, you know, you went to the PTA meeting <laughs> and these types of things, but it, it was something different to whereas now it's, you know, there's still a lot of areas of this country where you, you mentioned cannabis, even in legal states and it's, you know, you get dirty looks and mm. whatnot, but it is, it, it's branded more. And it's appealing to certain like niches and, you know, demographics is what the marketing people will call, uh, will call it. And so they're pulling out the traditional, typical advertising tactics and applying mm -hmm. it to cannabis, which again, for somebody who has kind of lived for the plant and sees the benefit of the plant and recognizes that none of the like true benefits or qualities of the plant are really being talked about in these marketing and branding campaigns. It's all about lifestyle. Mm. And again, cookies set a good example. They're a lifestyle brand at this point. You see so right. many people wearing their clothing. Um, and that's just kind of what they're going for when it's like, that's not what cannabis is. To, at least to me, see, mm -hmm. there in lies the problem. It, it means something different to me than somebody who may just be getting into it today. And that's, I think it's you, more like you know, it's it fine. means something to you. It doesn't mean anything to the new generation because they haven't had to suffer in the same way. You know, they don't yeah. have to suffer with the PTSD that we have had to suffer. You know, they're not scared to walk past police officers with cannabis in possession, in their possession. <laughs> It's uh, so it, it means more to us, I think. It was cool, but you know, I was around when weed was cool, you know, <laughs> <laughs> right? And, and, and to your earlier point, that is kind of happening because you know, no, you know, teenagers they don't want to do what their parents do, so there's actually mm -hmm. statistically been some declines in like teen use here, but it is, it's becoming mm -hmm. like, oh, my mom does that. That's yeah, like, why, that's do, why do you cool. smell like granddad's medicine? What's that about? You know? <laughs> You know, he smelled like my uncle's basement. Like, wow. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy, man. Yep. I remember back in back in my day, Chad. Back in my day, oh. you know, it would go around the grandparents' houses, and this was like in the eighties and nineties, and people still smoked indoors then, and it would just stink of smoke. Oh God, yeah, yeah. It made, that that would be changed now into just stinking of cannabis. Which is a good thing, in my. I think the the two smells are, are very much they're different. You know, you can enjoy the smell of cannabis, but some people feel the same way about cannabis as I do about cigarette smoke. Like they'd hate the smell of it. Yeah, that that's yeah. true, and that's where the technology has kind of changed it. Mm. And you know, again, it's like a blessing and a curse too. Uh, I saw this with skateboarding when you know, like Nike and bigger companies got into it. It's like we all hated it because they weren't necessarily like the core of what we were as skaters. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But they brought so much to the game. They brought exposure. They brought funding, which built skate parks, which created better skateboarders. They, you know, over time mm. really fostered the industry. Um, and that's what I'd love to see with cannabis. And God, I kind of squirreled it. But I think the point where I was going there is like <laughs> the kids today, um, you know, in the neighborhood, the teenagers, it's like, you don't catch them smoking joints anymore. It's like, mm. I'll catch them like hiding behind the fence with a vape pen because it doesn't smell and it's yeah. not offensive to your point. And it's 
a bit more discreet. So technology has changed what the industry is and the products that it offers as well. And also the entry point for a lot of people, because most, you know, a, a lot of newcomers to cannabis will probably start with a vape pen, whether it's, yeah. you know, a so gateway drug, you know, the gateway vape pens. Oh gosh. Yeah. Uh, gateway to gardening gateway to better health yeah you know that's it a gateway to what but yeah them vapes are cool man my missus bought one back from she went uptown the other day and one of her friends uh, knows how to get these vape pens because you know you can't get them legally here in the uk and it seems pretty Mm -hmm. cool she likes it i can't taste anything because i think i got the vid the other day well the other day like last week oh no yeah i'm still getting over that shit No, no taste no smell so I couldn't enjoy right. the flavor of it, but she enjoys it. It seems pretty cool, man. Yep. And, and you know, as a old dude, I have one too. So the couple of reasons like I have them is uh, one, it's a concentrate and I'm able to get a high ratio of CBD. And those are the pens right. that I get is I usually will get a one-to-one or a two-to-one. Um, one-to-one, preferably, it's usually 40% THC, 40% CBD. Um tastes good you could get flavored i don't really go for the flavored because it's too like mm, i just i don't really want to get more you know cannabinoids i just want to taste it again mm-hmm. so yeah i stay away from them <laughs> um but so okay so one it was you know a great way for people if they need or want higher levels of minor cannabinoids excellent method of delivery but also yeah. again back to like the the you know the teens it's discreet like I live mm. in a small town, I could not smoke a joint on my daily walks <laughs> and feel comfortable. In you Seattle, know. surrounded by thousands of people, I actually would, and I felt fine. Nobody gave mm-hmm. a flying f. Small town, legal state, not gonna fly. So those, I take my vape pen with me. It works. <laughs> you know, imagine the, the the days of doing a lap around the block and smoking a quick joint on the way, and then you get back and you, you got to spray yourself with something. So, you know, you have your axe spray, so you just smell like weed oh. covered by axe spray. Yes, yes. <laughs> yeah. oh, Good times, cigarettes. Yeah, yeah. They don't no, have to worry about that anymore. The, yeah, yeah. I'd always use this the cigarette to cover it up, but I don't smoke anymore. So it's like I'm like, well, you you're just reeking like weed. And mm-hmm. I mean, if if you've seen me before, if you've seen my show, I kind of got long hair and a beard and. I wear tie dyes. So, you know, if there's a lineup, I'm probably the guy you suspect most of smoking. That's right. You know, I hate to stereotype, but, you know. <laughs> yeah. I hate to stereotype, but I look like a younger Chong. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Pick the stoner out of the crowd. It has to be that guy. It has to be that guy. Shit. So, with your podcast, then, because I know you have your YouTube show, but do you have a podcast that people can download too? I don't. Thank you for asking, because hopefully that serves as motivation. Uh, That is in the plans. I have two years uh, or three of quality shows that I know can be translated into a podcast. And I just haven't taken the well, I haven't made the time yet to do that transition, because, as you know, you want to have a bulk of material. Cool. I've got that. Um, But it also takes 
signing up for all these different feeds and these different platforms and I just haven't managed it yet. So podcast the thing that would intimidate me, the thing that would intimidate me there is the amount of content that you do have. That's a lot. It's like a huge mountain to make your way through. Damn. Not everything would be like podcast friendly. Like I know a lot of my early mm. home grow shows wouldn't necessarily be podcast friendly because a lot of it is like, oh, well, I see, you know, here, like we're describing what we're seeing, which for, you know, listeners doesn't do you much good. Um, mm. But I do have a lot of content where it is, you know, just you learn from the words. So yeah, yeah. yeah. Like interviews, you know, speaking yeah, of the interview yeah, podcasts, so how's a, uh... God, the his, the dope history. The his, what was it called again? Yeah, dope history with Tad. Yeah, dope history. Yep. I knew it. Yeah, yeah. How's dope that going with Tad? It is. Is it's kind of been like stalled over the last few months, just because we've both been really busy working with other projects. But he mm-hmm. has made some progress as far as getting some new interviews done. Uh, we talked as recently as last week about kind of coming up with the new season, the new um, order of things. Cause he's, he's collected some good interviews since we finished the last season. Um, but we haven't sat down and edited it. And again, I'm kind of the, like the, the creative director there. And I don't want to like embark on something until we have all the pieces. It's like watching your favorite TV show. If I know it's more uh-huh. than like, <laughs> one season it's like they have to be done with the show because i can't just watch one season and then not finish i have to finish they're fucking white yeah yeah so for for me putting those together it's like again because i don't know how the mosaic is gonna look until i have all the pieces and i arrange it the way i think it's you know would fit best in a story sense Mm -hmm. mission though bro mission because you've got all your uh, just one thing. How many episodes of that have you done now? Uh, roughly 40 episodes wow. of the just one thing. See, that's a podcast that's on its own, one. right? Yeah, yeah, definitely. That That's what I would hope to do. And those will work perfect. Again, those are just kind of short informational bits focusing on just one thing. And the thought is... I don't want to overload people because there is a lot to know. Yeah. You can simplify Mm -hmm. it all down, but I think it's best if you spend like 10, 15 minutes, which is, you know, while you're getting ready for work or on your way to the bus, whatever, uh, 10 to 15 minutes, you can really dive into one subject and then get a good hold on it. And then you can Mm -hmm. take that overall picture and see where it plugs in. And then you get enough of those puzzle pieces together. And now you're like, oh, I just got to fill in these little pieces and boom, I'm on my way to being a master grower. Yeah. Yeah. That's why. So, and, you know, everybody absorbs their information in different ways as well. Some people like these five hour podcasts. Yeah. <laughs> Some people like yeah. just 10 minutes, you know, it's nice to offer that variety to people. It's a good show really? as well. That uh, Just one thing, you know, that would definitely be good on audio, I think. Well, thank you. Well, it would. And uh, now that I think about it, I know I've had you as a guest, but I don't think I've actually had you for just one thing. So, uh, yeah, I think we did like episode 10, maybe somewhere, somewhere around there, right at the start uh, about just keeping things simple. Keeping it simple. Keeping it simple. Gosh, yeah. yeah as you said that now, I'm like, OK, we have. Well, maybe we should. It's hard to keep it. track. I, was... I know the struggle. I know. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you're like Tommy Chong. Yeah, I interviewed him. Oh, no, mm-hmm. I've never interviewed this. Oh, wait, I've interviewed. 
I've interviewed Graham Hancock. Oh yeah, that guy. That that, guy. that crazy that that kook, you know. Wild <laughs> <laughs> yeah. guy. Okay. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, I, I don't think he's a kook. I, I like Graham Hancock. He has some interesting things to say. But some people think he's crazy too. But yeah, that was a great guest, man. And we continue to get great guests. But so do you. I noticed you you had a uh, who was it you had on your show last week? Uh, Scotty was it from um, Dude Grows? Uh, from Dude Grows. Yes. Yeah, that's right. Yes. I've been trying to contact them motherfuckers for ages, man, and I'll never get a reply. So it was are like, you... yeah, it's good to see you get a trophy, you know, because these these ones that are difficult to get, they're like the trophies, you know, it's like, yes, got Tommy Chong, you know what I mean? Yes. <laughs> but you all have to get Tommy Chong, you know, yes, got uh, Bruce Bugby, I got got Dr. Ethan Russo, yes, you know, got Jorge, yeah. yes. You know, <laughs> you go for all these it, like Pokemon cards to collect all of these different people, you know, and then you just progress and get more and more. It's a it's a good game. I like this game. It's a cool position to be in doing what mm -hmm. we're doing, because we're, we obviously have a passion and we obviously have a dedication. And, you know, you've built some great things there. And I, you know, I'm happy with what I'm building still in construction, but yeah, we, we, we get to reach out to these people and just be like, hey, would you like to talk? Because, I mean, we've had mental conversations with these people many times because we've read their work or we've watched mm. their interviews. It's like I've learned from most of those names, you know, that you've mentioned. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I had one yesterday, the first time I got to talk to somebody and I've been listening to their show for like eight years and I've grown their genetics and uh, you know, they, they were big in Amsterdam and I love Amsterdam. So it's like fucking cool. And I, you know, it is kind of like Pokemon cards. It's like, I got off the phone call and I'm like, dude, I'm, you know, Adam Dunn is the person I'm talking about, but I'm just like, man, I just had like a fucking awesome conversation with Adam Dunn. I kind of mm -hmm. always wanted to do that. And then there we go. So nice. Yeah. It's, it's, it's fun being in these positions yeah. but it's, and it becomes uh, kind of surreal and it? it's just like yeah it's like normal you, you know it's just just chilling chatting with somebody now it's it's crazy well, I right think I, yeah and i think we're both the, the you know similar in the sense of we know that dude throw crap against the wall because something's gonna stick like if mm. there's a lot of people who are like nervous to approach or like don't think that it would ever happen like go out and just try just mm -hmm. you never know like find the email find the instagram do whatever you need and just send out feelers there's people that i've sent many emails and it's taken me a year and then they're like hey i just saw your email we should get mm -hmm. together and do a show and you're like yeah okay <laughs> that's cool so I don't think a lot of this would have happened, you know, especially your you've you've got the freaking like all stars of all stars lineups. So no, I, and I know yeah. none of that would happen if you didn't or weren't that type of person. You'd be like, you know what? I'm going to throw this and let's see what happens. <laughs> well, I've got I've got like a, this mantra where if you don't ask, you don't get, you know, the answer is always going to be no. So you just yeah. fucking ask anyway. And, you know, they might say yes. And then. And then over time, I've managed to become know, quite professional with the wording of emails, you know, <laughs> that's an important one, I think. Just keep it brief to the point, explain what you want. And as the podcast has grown and you're able to say, Tommy Chong's been on the show five or six times, Graham Hancock's been on the show, Jorge, list off all these fucking huge names. 
You know, the, look at my Pokemon card collection. Would you like to be in the Pokemon <laughs> card collection? And then they're like, yeah, that I'd like to be associated with those kind of names. I'd love to be on your show. You know, we get 35,000 downloads a month. Yeah. And they're like, yeah, cool. I'd, I'd like to be on your show. Like, yeah, nice. Yeah. <laughs> so it gets easier the bigger you get as well, you know. And people approach you sometimes to be like, yeah, uh, can I be a guest on your show? And you're like, fuck yeah, let's do it. <laughs> Self, self-fulfilling prophecies. Yes. Yeah. How do you deal with that? Have you ever had a person approach you where it, it wasn't your vibe, wasn't your thing, and you had to kind of politely find a way to just be like, yeah, it happens me. all the time, man. Because we get uh, okay. we get emails from like dispensaries and things like that, and, and yeah. cannabis companies. And we don't do advertisement on the podcast. That's not what we're about. We've done uh, interviews with companies, but that's because we approach them. And we like them, you know. Like with HLG, with uh, who did we have on the show the other day? The guy from uh, THTC. Uh, Gavin Lawson, where, where we spoke about hemp and stuff like that. You know, it's just stuff that we're interested in. And uh, when and with dispensaries, it could be seen because some of us are still in illegal places. It could be seen like our podcast is trying to sell cannabis, and it's just a line that there's no need for us to cross. So we're not going to do any dispensary things. You know, it's just, it's just like that. Yeah, yeah, that's smart. Just, I mean, that that definitely makes sense. Mm-hmm. You're just and, trying to stick to the like- rules. Yeah, yeah. A, it's it is the rules, but I also kind of you know, some people have it, other people don't care. But just like kind of ethical lines of mm-hmm. what you do and don't put on the show, um, as far as like products or you know people, those types of things. Because a lot of times too, it's almost like a, a voucher, like a sign of approval to to be talking about something or somebody or genetics mm-hmm. or something on the show. And, yeah, I know you know, I'm never. Yeah. Like you're endorsing really it in to. some way. Yeah. 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 And and I don't really enjoy bad mouthing people or companies except mm-hmm. for cookies. Um, yeah. So <laughs> now how did it start <laughs> again? You know, <laughs> except for cookies. But so, you know, I usually, you know, like Will Smith, I just keep names out of my mouth. And there's no use talking about it. So, mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and and the companies that I do talk about and I do, you know, on my channel, I do promote a few different companies, um, but they are all companies that I use and believe in and have spent mm-hmm. my own like money on. Because mm-hmm. to me, I'm a very frugal person. Like, even though I can buy like a better tent or a better light or whatever I need in here, I don't because what i have works and i like it mm-hmm. so when i spend my money on things it's uh not an easy decision so yep Ooh, sorry i have a dog walking here you hear them hear him shake there uh, what's up dog right. yeah what's up dog <laughs> what's up george you're you're famous now you're international international <laughs> george <laughs> awesome uh yeah, so with your guests then the i suppose you just do the same thing as i do you find out how to get in touch with them, send them an email and things like that but do you have people approach you wanting to be on the show same as you know, us you know yeah i've i've had um it usually when it's like growers like home growers they want to show off their garden and be on the show yeah. like mm-hmm. I, I i don't think i've ever said no to something like that but yeah i have been approached by some companies and that's why the question came up because it happened recently and it's you know like 
a decent person. Like I know I see him out in the community and I see him do a lot of education and, you know, it's mm. good, but what his company is doesn't really align with my philosophy or mm-hmm. style. So again, it's like, why well, wouldn't like poo poo it? I'm not really want to mm-hmm. endorse it or advocate for it because there are, fortunately for me, I have other options. So it was, it was kind of finding a nice way of being like, no, but that Mm. says nothing about you or the quality of your work. That's it, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, I I tend to go by, if I think it's going to be a good conversation then that's always a good way to go. Yeah. You have to, you have to have conflicting views and, and, thoughts and theories and methodologies mm-hmm. on the show otherwise you're just going to become an echo chamber and nobody yeah. learns anything that way i mean we learn the most by people by talking with people with differing opinions that actually are able to have a conversation you know not yeah. just the my way or but the highway I, match. I would love to get uh, somebody who is against cannabis and against cannabis legislation onto the show to have a discussion with them to figure out why they feel the way they feel that would be cool. i've approached yep I've approached some people like that and mm-hmm. I would love to do the same thing. And, but again, it's all about, can we have a conversation? Yeah. Can we agree to disagree, but still be able to present our facts, mm-hmm. uh, which will be disagreed agreed upon, or are we just going to not even listen and address what you're saying and just yeah. some other talking point? Yeah. I tried you need somebody recently. really rational, you know, or just, yeah, or just, you know able to debate Mm -hmm. uh and but the problem the hard the hard thing is with cannabis haters because i don't have fancy words um cannabis haters (laughs) is they typically don't have the depth of knowledge to debate it's typically one talking point of it's going to ruin your life Mm -hmm. or it's going to do this or it's going to do that and then you explain well like okay well so the endocannabinoid system works in this manner and maybe a good way of titration or regulation and they're just like cannabis bad you know (laughs) so it gets hard sometimes because it's a good point man yeah these people are ignorant in the first place most likely you know it's going to be difficult to find somebody who's well versed on cannabis who still thinks that it should be illegal yeah and and just even you know from like a medicinal point that's where i love to be wrong like i do not mind being wrong if i can learn something new that's why i want cannabis studied more than it currently is um Mm -hmm. i think it's great it works great for me but i'm sure there's unintended consequences for some people and some delivery methods so what are they how can we be safer how can we be healthier that's really what this is all about or should be about again it's not a lifestyle brand it's about a way of life man <laughs> no me man <laughs> yeah it drives you crazy man it's the uh, some people are just so ignorant with it it's cannabis uh, I, man it's easy to say because i'm a cannabis user and i've been an advocate for a very long time but it's, it's just like and you're preaching to the choir as well how harmless it is compared to things that are already legalized you know you can't keep things illegal just because you don't like the smell of it or you you haven't been educated properly on it it's, it's a farce and it's it's frustrating yeah but yeah that bit with uh responding to emails well for guests like yeah you just gotta i mean the way i i like to do things just to explain but we don't do these kind of interviews we, we like i said because the legality for dispensaries for example right yeah but yeah, it is difficult sometimes to 
turn people away and you don't want to ignore the emails at the same time, you know, cause that's shit when you just don't get emails back, even getting an email back saying no is better than nothing. You know? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we've, we've both been there. And like I said earlier, you know, there's some people I've emailed five times over the last year and finally I just heard from them once. But, uh, <laughs> so yeah, I know what it's like not to get a response, but I also, mm have the professionalism not to follow up every five days with these people if they don't get yeah, back to me I'm like that's right okay well we'll give it we'll give it another few months and we'll we'll send another letter that and that's what happened with uh graham hancock just the you know well he was very busy so he's like just email me in a few months and then i'd set a day on the calendar to be like okay this is a few months from now email graham yeah uh, Joe Rogan's the big one. We've been trying to get Joe Rogan on the show for who hasn't, you know, to get Joe Rogan on the show. It's a game changer. But he had a contact form on his website. That's really? been taken down now. It's gone. So you can't contact him there. So we know he has a comedy club <laughs> in Austin, Texas. Yeah. So we found the address of that. And now every couple of months we send a, a letter there. Being like, yeah, yeah uh, awesome. Mr. Rogan, we have this podcast. Sir. Here's some stickers. Come and join us on the show sometime. You got to hustle, man. You got to play the fucking yep. game, you know? <laughs> yeah, you keep doing it. And it's it's weird. It's like those darn Amazon ads. <laughs> it's like it shows it to you so many times over such a long period. One day you're just like, yeah, that's right. I needed that. So mm -hmm. Joe mm -hmm. Rogan's going to wake up one day and be like, yeah, I was going to do that. I need to call Mac. <laughs> you know, and it's like uh, Andy Dufresne, isn't it, with the uh, the letters, letters he's sending to get the library books, and then they all arrive. It's like one day Rogan's just going to get like ten letters and be like, "What the fuck is this? Who the fuck are these guys?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, it, it would be fun, but you know, it, it's like it's not very likely, but it's far more likely now because we've been sending letters. You know. <laughs> Yeah, otherwise, it they would, it would be impossible. It's not just kind of randomly go, oh, that, those high and homegrown guys look cool. You just yeah. got to get out well, there. It's fun too. Again, it's like you're you're putting mm. you're putting it out there into the universe. But it's also kind of like the same reason a lot of people buy the lottery ticket. We know mm. pretty darn sure we're not going to win, but it's still fun just to think, what if? You know, what That's if? Right. So why not? little bit of your time a little bit of effort what if that's a fun thing to have in your life man mm -hmm. man imagine winning the lottery this this did you see that one where the guy won like 1.7 billion some stupid amount of money you know he won a billion maybe i don't know it was in the usa yeah. and he was yeah. taxed fucking like 500 million <laughs> and it's like the fed won the fucking lottery not this guy what the fuck Oh, they do every time. Yeah, so bad. I think yeah. the tax rate, if you take like the cash payout, is sixty percent or something. But Ugh. even in that case, it's worth it because you would think mm. you wouldn't be able to spend it in your lifetime. But I think statistically, the majority of lottery winners are broke by the time they're dead, which I don't understand. Yeah. But I also but it's have because more you have to you have to make money. This is the thing, you know, you get this one-off payout, you're going to buy a nice house, nice car, but things cost money. Even when, even when you bought them, a house would still cost money. You have to pay tax on the land and all that shit. You have to pay maintenance oh, for the car. And if you're not yeah. bringing in an income that fits with your lifestyle, you're going to constantly tick away and eventually it's just going to be gone. So if you ever do, this is not financial advice, but if you ever do win a large amount of money, 
buy companies, man. Buy successful companies that make money and just uh, yeah. then you'll be okay. But I was I was asked the other day, uh, you know, if if the twenty year old you walked into the room and said, "All right, let's smoke," who would win? And I was like, without a doubt, the me of today would win because <laughs> I grow my own now. So it's like the size mm. of the joint my, for my 20 year old self would have been like the size of a big pen. The size of joints today are the size of like a big fat marker. So grow your own and invest in yourself. Mm. And mm. Uh, yeah, there, there was there was some way in my head I connected that to just what we were talking about, but <laughs> there is no way that it actually came out in the verbal form. But just trust me, everybody listening, that last thought did connect to what we were talking about. Yeah, it did, for sure. It just pretty much uh, the weed that you used to get when you were 20s was shit and you didn't smoke so much because you were buying it rather than growing it. So now your weed's yeah. higher quality and you can smoke as much of it as you like. Your tolerance now is much higher than what it was when you were just buying cannabis when you could afford to. And I could support this lifestyle. Yes. I have won the lottery mm -hmm. of cannabis by growing my own. There we yes. go. Thanks, yes. Mackie. Again, you and your fancy sounding words. I have words. You help. I have the best <laughs> words. <laughs> oh, yeah, I love that shit. I'm just uh, rolling the joint here because you know, the missus is going to be back soon. Ah uh, yes, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I almost I almost said yes yes, and then I realized in case anybody <laughs> listening wonders, we are contractually not allowed to say that on any show before we come that, on that's live. Right. With that's Maggie, right. There is I send a these emails form. out weekly. Somebody um somebody messaged a couple of weeks ago saying they saw some girls on TikTok dancing to the theme tune of the podcast. <laughs> no. Yeah, but the theme tune for the podcast is not fancy like yours, Chad. You know, Chad Westbrook growing some weed. <laughs> you know, it's just some some song I found on uh, what's it, the YouTube Sound Library, where you can because we didn't want to get it copyrighted on YouTube because that happens. That's all the time. how so, you do it. Yeah, okay. so you just find one which YouTube is suitable. And, yeah. and I was like, oh, this one's cool. This sounds like the intro to a show. And then it there it is, you know, it's just there and it's been there. And then we had Tommy Chong on the show in like episode four or episode six, something like that, way back in the day. And towards the end of the show, again, if you don't ask, you don't care. I said, Tommy, would you mind saying, hey, this is Tommy Chong. Welcome to High on Homegrown. And he's like, what do you want me to say, man? <laughs> <laughs> so, awesome. so, you know, explained again, and then he says, "Hey, I'm Tommy Chung. Welcome to High on Old Grove." It's like, damn, damn, Tommy <laughs> Chung on the end. And, and you know, when I'm listening to Dre 2001 in the car, and it comes to the end of uh, what song is it? Is it explosive or something? But it's like, "Hey, Dr. Dre, you get any drugs for me, man?" <laughs> it's like that guy <laughs> fucking does the intro for my podcast, man. How crazy is that? It's fucking crazy, damn. That's so sick. Hey, yeah. your music, man, because I've wondered where you, where you got it from or like who it was and how you're able to play it because you play it for a long time. And I'll admit the reason why I mentioned this is like I've tuned in like 15 minutes before the podcast and just like have been jamming, doing work on the other screen. Then all of a sudden mm. you come on and vice versa. I've been listening to the show, like doing stuff. So you're only tuning for the music. The is that music. what it is, Chad? <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> listen for the first 15 not... minutes and then I turn it off. 
fuck that. <laughs> These wankers come on and just start yeah. talking. I can't even understand them. Fucking just... stumbles his way through an intro, you know? <laughs> if I wanted subtitles, I'd watch a Kung Fu movie. <laughs> Yeah. yeah man all, all that music cool. is from uh youtube sound library it's just just so it's not copyrighted but uh we, we do that because youtube it goes through stages of just being an absolute knob where it doesn't send out notifications to the listeners and so if you load it off 15 minutes beforehand then it all goes uh you know out to everybody and hopefully everybody yeah. gets notifications before the show starts you know yeah and that, that's a good way to do it too. Again, I see people, you know, that's just how it happens. It, people roll in kind of the first 10, mm-hmm. 15, 20 minutes, people roll into the show and, and we, we, you know, we were talking about short format, long format earlier too. some of the people like the five hour shows and that was during the lockdown long format was definitely mm-hmm. getting better reception, but I think people are going back to maybe a little bit shorter format. I mean, we as, mm-hmm. you know, channel owners, we can look into those, that kind of data. It's like, okay, I just did a two hour show. People really are only watching about 30 minutes of it, mm. you know? So it, it, it depends on, depends on the content and what you're doing, but that is something yeah. to, to consider too going forward of what, you know, what information you want to do. Cause it's, you know, it's the, the breeder and genetic shows um, that I'm doing, I'm putting together the next one right now and doing a lot of editing and adding in like B-roll and it's a two hour show. And I know not everybody is going to sit there start to finish. Mm-hmm. So it's like, do I just make it shorter? Cause they're usually like 30 to 40 minute segments. Do I release a whole bunch of those individually? But I kind of like the collective cause you can all sit down. I don't know. But it's, um, but you see what I know for a fact works. Anything Joe Rogan does. <laughs> yeah. And you, exactly. you see what Rogan used to do up on the YouTube channel. He'd release the full two and a half hour in, uh, I don't know, not interview. That's not, you know, it's a full two and a half hour show, but it also take five to 10 minute clips of, uh, you know, just bullet points that his guests have said, or, you know, parts of yeah. the conversations that, you know, are peaks of the conversation. You just take little bits out and people can watch the five minute clips and it might intrigue them to then go and watch the full two and a half hour show because that little bit of the uh, show is entertaining. And now with uh, reels and YouTube shorts, you know, these videos that have to be just a minute long, if you can just get those little one minute clips of the show where the guests say something profound, you know, it's just these different things, man. I don't do it because I just don't have the time for it. I've got other things to do. And, you know, we, we're mainly an audio podcast, but if you want to focus solely on being a video podcast that's definitely the way you want to try and do things just have the the under one minute videos then something between five and ten possibly 12 minute long and and then maybe some 20 minutes if it's a if it's a particular long story that somebody's telling that goes on for that long but then other than that the two and a half hour one you know yeah i I, i'm gonna ponder that some more because it, it is good to get input i i am always curious about that that's you know again my brain where our brains are always kind of constantly going Mm -hmm. whether it's like Mm -hmm. on plants or on something else and that's ah, this is one thing my brain does spend a lot of time on because i did have to do it yeah yeah i I did see a software the other day that will kind of actually go through and like pull little short clips out of it 
yeah, you'll have to go through and listen to them, but you don't have to like edit it because that takes time. Joe Rogan has a staff, but I've wow. also unsubscribed from a channel that I like their content and I will still watch their shows, but they did that. They would put out like 15 shorts for every one show they did. And my subscription feed would just be plugged with their fucking shorts. I'm like, this mm. is annoying. So, yeah. all right. Well, we could talk about the plant again. <laughs> for if, if anybody has drifted off i apologize but yeah we, we can talk about the plan these are just the, the, inner workings of content creators but you know people want to know that as well that's the thing you know people could there's, there's so many shows that talk about cannabis and we speak about cannabis a lot but sometimes people want to know things like this behind the scenes as content creators mm -hmm. what's it like for us you know what's it like for you how many subscribers you have on your youtube channel you're over five thousand, right you're pretty high up 89 uh, eight thousand nine hundred and some right nice, now. Like, nice, and um, it's increasing all the time, man. It's it's good to see. Yeah, it's it's freaking awesome. Again, I got blessed with the algorithm. Uh, no, no, it, it's the work year. you do. It's 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 oh, the quality you. work you do because the algorithm picks it up because people respond to it and they'll you, they've got good retention rates. They're watching your video for a long period of time. They're not just dropping in, being like, "Oh, these guys fools," and then fucking off. You know, they're sticking with your videos yeah. and watching it for a long period of time, man. So it's the the algorithm only shows off good videos, man. So you're doing something right, bro. It's good shit. Thank you. Thank you very much, man, because it's it, it's it's hard but enjoyable work. And I wouldn't have it mm -hmm. any other way. Like this is this is a passion. So I'm going to do some more editing later today and then I'm going to have some, you know, turkey dinner and probably nice. edit some more because I love it. <laughs> oh, gosh. Yeah, it, it you get used to it, don't you? It's a it's a certain kind of torture you get used to. <laughs> yeah, it is, it is. But I, you know, I get nice breaks in it today mm -hmm. too. It's brought us together. I mean, we're we're two dudes separated by an ocean, brought yeah. together by one plant and an internet connection. Like, how does that happen? Mm -hmm. It's, it's crazy, awesome. isn't it? Yeah, it, it's so cool, man. We're very lucky yeah. to be living in these times with all this this uh, technology. Because remember back in our day with skateboards and shit. <laughs> remember when you uh, like you'd get VHS tapes of skateboarders. Remember them days? Oh, dude, yeah, you'd pay like thirty dollars for a twenty minute skate video, but it yeah. took four of you to like chip in to buy it. Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. Remember, remember, remember. remember. <laughs> yep. Now Crazy, I just go man. to YouTube. Well, I, yeah. while I'm eating dinner, I just like search Thrasher magazine and just hit play and it will go from video to video of people doing like tricks we never even imagined when I was a kid. So mm -hmm. it's awesome. Yeah, it's madness, isn't it? It's crazy shit, man. It, I was talking the other day, I was watching The Godfather, you know, uh, Godfather 1 and 2. And they have mm -hmm. all these parties and shit. And, you know, this was made back in the 70s. So there wasn't a fucking mobile phone or any social network in sight. You know, and it there wasn't as much technology. So yeah. people were more inclined to be forced, essentially be forced to have conversations with people, you know, you, yeah. <laughs> because otherwise you're standing there bored out of your fucking mind with nothing to do. And the only thing you really can do is go and have a conversation with somebody. Those days have gone, man. It's, it's a damn shame to see, but it, it, we just don't as associate with each other in the same way. Because if we're bored at a party, we can just get our phones out now and, and play a game yeah. or visit a social network and shit. Yeah, things are changing. It's, it, it's a double-edged sword, isn't it? It's, uh, you know, YouTube's good in one way because we have this uh, 
abundance of information that's available to us. But at the same time, it's uh, it's we're just not as good with each other as we used to be. Maybe I don't know. Maybe we're better. Fuck knows. What do you think? We're, we're less personal. <laughs> yeah, we're less personable. We we may be more connected, and it's true. I've have such a wider exposure to people in different places and that's awesome but you mm-hmm. can't forget the basics and that's it's almost like if you've learned something one way that's kind of what you know and technology really has replaced that interpersonal or you know that that dialogue you have with other people this morning mm-hmm. like three hours ago is a perfect example of it um we we went to we were me and my wife were invited to a brunch and it was a bunch of people um that lived in the condos where she used to work a few years ago now we see you know i see these people around town we wave we say hello but i don't really know any of them and Mm -hmm. we get there and you know there's you know probably 10 15 people and that was my option my option was to stand there bored or just start talking to somebody mm-hmm. and yeah what, what did you choose to somebody <laughs> <laughs> right? what did i choose um uh, <laughs> I, I started with the art on the wall the person person who lives there uh he likes to paint a lot and so you know it, it, again artistic easy for me to to kind of start that conversation uh and just picked up from there and you know other people will join in and you just kind of morph we talked about the upcoming skate park and stuff but you know, I don't have my phone on me because it it's actually broken right now and needs to be fixed. Um, but I wouldn't have pulled it out anyways, because I know that's rude. And I did see a few mm-hmm. people there and this was all adults that had done that. But you're right. We have to talk to people. And that's how we build those, you know, relationships. I almost said lasting or real relationships, but I do think you can build real and lasting relationships with people absolutely online yeah yeah for but, sure uh, there, there there is just something different about having that conversation and it's hard it's easy when you're sitting behind uh you know a keyboard uh because you get times to kind of formulate your thoughts you're mm. not on the spot you're not like oh gosh well what if i say this and they're not into that or what if i offend them or any of those things that could come up in conversation with a person you don't know that well, but with the, with the computer, you actually, you get time to like respond. And that is what I think people are missing as far as the skill when it comes to like conversations. It's like, we're so used to being able to be safe with our responses. We have a hard time talking to people because we don't know what to say. Mm. Mm. Or at least get the conversation going or started. Something something to that effect. I could yeah. be wrong here. You should have this thing like no phone Thursday or something. Where everybody is not allowed to use their phone on Thursdays. That would be a oh my that'd be a start. Oh, that that would be I that just reminded me of something my wife saw the other day. And I still to this day don't know if it's like the onion or like a spoof site or if it was really <laughs> real. I think it's real still, but they were talking about the millennials. They were talking about silent hiking and that's hiking without your cell phones or hiking without music. Uh, yeah. Naked hiking. hiking. Is that what it, that's what I was saying? It's, just it, like it's called naked hiking. running. Oh, oh my fuck. God. You're not fuck actually that. naked. Are you? No, th- that's what I thought. So it's a bit of a bad term to use naked running. Cause it really is. Right. There are people that enjoy running naked out there in life. Like, yeah, there's there. I'm sure there is that. Weird. Group. Don't Google. 
sure yeah, don't Google it. Fruit. Don't Google it. You just hear the sounds of, you know, uh, things slapping. Church bells. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. What was you saying? Yeah. So um, silent hiking. Yes. Silent hiking. I, I just thought that was too funny because it's like and I think one of the lines is like hiking like my grandma used to. <laughs> I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? Man, but just think about that. You know, we have now in our pockets access to every single fucking song that has ever been created by mankind. You know, just right there yeah. in our pocket with our Bluetooth headphones. So there's not even a wire connecting us to it. Uh, yeah. Just like fucking 60 years ago, the people were only listening to records. That's all there was. There was no tapes, <laughs> CDs. You know, it was just, uh, you know, vinyl back then. And yeah. like 50 years before that, you if you had a favorite song, you'd have to go and listen to it live with an orchestra playing it. You couldn't just right. put your favorite song on on Friday night after work and chill out to some Pink Floyd and shit. That's not how it was, man. <laughs> and now we me. can just. Can you... Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> could, could, could you please play Cisco hot in here in a D minor? Yeah. <laughs> well, not that... <laughs> no, it's not. It's not a song written in a minor key, but, you know, <laughs> anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Dang. <laughs> but you, you could make it sound a bit groovy doing that. That's like um, I heard. One, what you know, um, Bad Moon Rising by the Bay City Rollers. That was them, right? You, you mm-hmm. know the tune? Yeah, well, somebody changed yes, that into... The apparently, the song is about some kind of mass murder. I can't remember exactly what it was. It might have had something to do with the Mansons. I'm not sure. But uh, they they slowed it down and put it into a minor key, and it sounds like murderous, man. It's uh, it's, it's oh, good. No. It's fun. Fun. It's fun. It's good yeah. fun. <laughs> it's just the, the technology you have now is crazy, isn't it? It, it baffles me, man. It baffles me. Yeah. It, just in 20 years, how much things have changed. Uh, and, was, you know, just this wild rant I was having with the wife the other day, you know, where, uh, and I was talking about this kind of stuff about the youth of today. And because she heard a song that, that wasn't even very old, but it had been remixed. What song was it? Uh, that that Nelly song. Oh man, what song was it? I can't. Uh, yeah, that I don't know Nelly the name song. of the song. Yeah, yeah, where where it's like uh, where it's constantly going. Oh, you know that song. <laughs> oh, <laughs> <laughs> it's like, you know the song, John. Song where he goes, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know, no matter what I do, oh. You know the song, yes, yes, right? Yes, 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 that yes, song yes. I know that, that had been okay. remixed, but all they'd done is, is like included some new rap parts in places here and there instead of chorus, instead of verses. And it's like yeah. there's not really much effort gone into this. And there was another song where they've remixed the remixed Amy Winehouse song, "Tears Dry on My Own," and on the radio, Skepta. like, this, this, is, that, is that what it yeah. is? Like, this is a homage to Amy Winehouse, yeah, because we love. It's like yeah. fuck off. You're not fooling anybody. You put Amy Winehouse in your tune so people would listen to the shit you're creating. And just like having a conversation with people, 50 years ago, you had to put effort in. You know, if you were interested in something, (laughs) you'd get bored out of your mind because there's nothing to do. So you'd go and learn something you enjoy, like a musical instrument or, you know, you'd paint, you'd go into fitness, you know, you'd find things to preoccupy the mind. 
nowadays people don't do that. There's what 10% of people playing musical instruments, what they were, were 20, 30 years ago, because instead of having to preoccupy your mind with something, you can just go to the internet and be entertained, feed your brain with yeah. some kind of input, you know? So people ain't creative like they used to be. And this is why we keep getting this shit music. People don't need to be creative. <laughs> Sorry, yeah, rant over. Artisans. Sorry, Chad. Sorry. No, I mean, there is a loss of artisans, but I mean, there and there has been known there there is a formula to writing a hip hop song, whether it's oh, yeah, yeah. the tempo, mm-hmm. the chorus, all of that. So the tempo's yeah, yeah. there. And now we're getting into the age of AI. Um, oh, gosh. Are you scared, Chad? Because you're a writer. Yeah. Are you scared? As a writer, yes. And that has made me consciously not put any writing up on my website. Like as far as my, like I do writing for other companies uh, mm-hmm. and that's fine. It's it's their property. They pay me for the word. So mm-hmm. whatever happens, okay. For me personally, I don't want to put any of like the hard things that I've like researched done up on my website because AI is now scraping websites without your permission Mm-hmm. do they even need permission but they're taking that information they're consolidating it and then they can appear better in the search results so it's almost negative effects to like put your time and energy into writing blog style mm-hmm. posts anymore that's why i tend to do a lot more videos and mm-hmm. videos can be done ai and they are and they will get better and they'll replace a lot of things but for now that's the safest way that I can see of protecting the work that I put into these things. Again, mm. uh, I can't rank the same as, you know, their freaking spam bots or their AI bots. And they're going to have the same information, just probably with prettier fucking words. So, yeah, yeah. it's something that I've been going through the same kind of turmoil over the last few weeks, really, because yeah, I want to do some writing for Percy's Grow Room and put some new articles up there. And it's like, have we come to the point now where the way SEO and that search engine optimization for anybody who doesn't know this is how the way you write an article will make it come up higher up in Google. So you want to make it as high up in Google as possible so people read it. So you write articles in a specific way so Google picks them up and makes them higher up. You know, you have to make sure that they're good. But uh, So you put a lot of effort into making an article that fits SEO, you know what I mean? So you, you want to get a good ranking with it. But with AI, people are not going to do the same thing. They're not going to search on Google, ask Google a question, then check for all these websites to find out which website suits you best to figure out which question, which answer you want for this question. You know what I mean? They're just going to ask an AI bot and just be like, here's my question. And the AI is going to straight away through all of these websites, pick out the best answer and give it to you right there. It's it, SEO is changing. It does. It does. And I'm guilty of it myself. Like whenever you Google, like I'll Google, you know, anything. What is, you know, uh, what did I Google the other day? Uh, Bacillus thuringiensis, uh, you know, what is best for fungus gnats? And it will give you the list of the websites, but it also has those one liners where you click the arrow and then it gives you, you know, a paragraph. That website, that content creator, that person that made that effort, they get zero benefit from it mm-hmm. because that's mm-hmm. the AI going through picking the best answer and presenting it in the quick digestible form, which most people want most people. And again, I'm guilty of this too. Don't mm-hmm. ever click through to that website. They got the quick answer that they were looking for and they needed, and then they move on. So right, all of your information you just did zero benefit. 
and it That's takes a, a while to yeah it takes a while to write them articles as well as you know you know it's not just a quick five minute job and it's done it takes days it could take like a week to put together a good article a couple of thousand words long make sure it's properly researched got the links in it got some nice pictures in there it, take, it can take a while you put a lot of work in and if you're not going to get clicks on it anymore if you're not going to bring people to your website with that article then what's the point in writing it? And it, because of that, we've got to start seeing a decline in the amount of content that's made on the internet. Because we can't be the you only know, ones feeling it. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, this is this is a good subject. And I, I do have a video. I'm going to have a video coming out about th- this very, very topic. Because, yeah, mm. what, what are we going to see? We already see, um, again, as somebody who writes professionally for a few different companies, I do my diligence. I make sure that if I state something, if I'm ever questioned on it, I'll be able to point to the citation. I'll be able to point to why mm-hmm. I said that, where it came from. Um, that's what good writers do. That's not uh-huh. all of the internet. But in, in my point, I guess, was in, in my research is I will look at a lot of these different sites from a lot of different seed companies, just, you know, seeing what their input is. I see a lot of copy paste. I see a lot of the exact same spelling mm-hmm. error in the exact same spot from page Oof. to page. And when that is the information that's being scraped and absorbed and then repeated once again as fact, that's going to create a big problem for cannabis, at mm-hmm. least at the home grower level. So yeah, I'm, I'm diving into that one, man, because that's good topic. So it's interesting, isn't it? How th- things are going to be changing over the next five to 10 years. Like we couldn't even comprehend with the, uh, the, the no. introduction of AI, the way we're seeing it. And this isn't even real AI. You know, this is just no. something that looks like AI. We're not even there yet. This is just the, the infancy, beyond the infancy. This is just the very beginning. At some point, we're going to be able to create an AI because this uh, the, the chat GPT and shit is capable of coding. Now, it can write code to some success. Yeah. It's getting better all yeah. the time, you know, and it's writing articles. It's doing all this shit. How long is it until you can say to chat GPT, write me an AI bot that's just like chat GPT, but better. It'd be like, okay, I, I would fix my code in this way to do this and this. And then it's created an AI version of itself that is more intelligent than itself. And it's just a, when that happens that day forward, when AI can create something that's more intelligent than itself, which is going to keep doing that. And it can do that a thousand times in a second because of its computer power, you know, then, then we'll fuck. Yeah. Then we'll fuck. Then it's game over. it'll be interesting point Mm -hmm. because we will reach that point at some time. I think it'll be faster than we expect. Again, just the rate of technology. I trip people out all the time. I love telling my nieces and nephews I'm older than Google. Yep. What? You know what I'm saying? I remember the first videos on YouTube, motherfuckers. (laughs) I was watching YouTube when it had 10 videos on it. (laughs) Bro, you'll never know dial-up. Dial-up was the brick weed of internet. So, yeah. (laughs) It's it's such a rapid pace. And it's exciting Mm. because there's so many, like, potential wonderful benefits. Like, the the self-driving cars, you know, I'm Mm. getting older in my 70s or, you know, 80s. You know, God willing, I make it to that point. I probably won't be the sharpest tool or the, you know, the most mobile tool in the shed. I'd love to get in a car and be like, take me to the doctors and get there. 
that's freaking mm-hmm. awesome. There's a lot of like cool uses for some of this stuff, but uh, intellectually, intellectual properties, there there will be a reckoning. But mm-hmm. going back to you know everybody's like quick attention spans or the phones, they have something to do. Nobody's a master of anything anymore. I hope you know again this is the optimistic view that a lot of people will return to that sort of work the artesian type stuff they're like truly fine crafted like we don't have time to Mm. do today because we want it cheaper faster yesterday Mm -hmm. um i hope we see a lot of a return to those things and who knows that could bring a parallel intelligence or you know, good period to civilization along with AI or, you know, who knows, maybe we'll just battle it out like Skynet. We'll see it sooner than later, I think. (laughs) Or maybe it'll be like the Matrix. Maybe it already is like the Matrix, you know? (laughs) Maybe we're here in the simulation and they're just farming us for our brain power. That's all it is. They need something with good computing power. And what's got the best computing power in the universe so far, as far as we know, and that's the human brain. So you just got a shitload of them put together, plug them all in, link them all up, and you got a, a nice CPU that can handle a shitload of power pro- processing, right? Well, I, I mean, we we could be there already. I've been staring at you for an hour, and I've not seen you move your mouth once. You got mushrooms growing out of your brain. Telepathic, I think there bro. may be something wrong. But watching the video today, man, it was it was concerning. There's like all these people sitting down in the cinema. And they're just about to watch a movie. The trailers are on before the movie starts. And one of the people in the audience, their daughter came up on the screen and it started to explain, you know, hello, mom and dad, this is me. And, but it's not really me. An AI bot has taken a couple of pictures of me and has created this video to make it look and sound like me. And it, yeah. it's just, they can do this now already. And that's just normal people. People with the skills and a huge budget, budget they, they can make any fucking video they like and make it indistinguishable from the real person. And that, so they're talking about shit like you have to give your kids some kind of secret word now because they could phone you up and it will sound like them and they'll be like, I'm in trouble. I need you to send me some money. So you send money and it's not even them. They, they come home from school or work or whatever they've been up to and you're freaked out, but it wasn't even them on the phone. It just made it sound like them from the video they took on Facebook. And it's wild, man. The the potential of the crime that's going to arise from this as well. Madness. Yeah, no, that, that's, that's no joke. And it, it's scary. And it's absolutely, it's already here on the consumer level. And, and anybody who understands like consumer versus professional level, consumers are always the last to know. So mm-hmm. professionals are so far ahead of what we're already like comprehending can be done. <clears throat> and it's scary. I heard, uh, you know, a fact, which I didn't research or back up, but um, it was something like so with like 70 seconds or something of like video, somebody could do the exact same thing and do anything they mm-hmm. want. But the, the point is like, you can't believe your eyes anymore which is a scary thought because we are going to have to adapt our brains Mm -hmm. to do that. Critical thinking no longer necessarily works. And there was a perfect example. uh, You know, I think my buddy on Instagram for posting this, it was hilarious. 
um he posted like a picture of like a bong in like that was like carved into this like amethyst and it was just like seamlessly like awesome like handcrafted thing and it looked just like amazing and my brain was like wow and I even like typed wow into his thing and then I clicked the little arrow and the second screen was like congratulations gen z or gen x you have just been fooled by ai and this wasn't even hard to do it took me uh, like less than two minutes one of those things and i was just like oh shit like mm-hmm. i didn't even question it because i was like wanting it to be real because it was cool and it looked believable and sure why not but those are the things we're gonna have to deal yeah. with and so i called my wife in because she loves amethyst too i was like check out this <laughs> bong and she's like oh my god i want one and then i go to the next screen and she's like fuck <laughs> <laughs> it got us dude hook line yeah, and man. sinker like i've seen this uh, we're fully aware <laughs> you know you get these internet quizzes out there sometimes you've seen a quiz where it was like, can you tell the difference between human made and artificial intelligence made? And it showed you pictures. It showed you clippings of uh, articles that had been written. And it's like, you have to decide, you know, you just make a choice. Is this AI or human? And you, you go through like 20 of these different questions. You know, is this, is this picture AI or human? You pick, goes to the next one. And I got 50, 50 straight up 10, out, <laughs> 10 on one, 10 on the other. And it's, you know, yeah. 10 right 10 wrong so it's it's difficult that, that's chance you know what i mean it is <laughs> so it's it's uh it's already coming to the point where ai is creating work that is similar to what humans can create and in some situations better they can definitely do it faster you know you can see a like you know you go to like people are writing articles with chatbot uh, with chat gpt and you just go there and you'd be like, write me an article about how to clean a car and make sure it's got five H2 headings. You know, you give all the instructions yep. you've got black and it's written in 30 seconds. It's going to take yeah. you an hour, an hour and a half to write an article like that, you know, as a human. And, and just to research it, but it, it's mm-hmm. research takes a fraction of a second because it's it's based off of what's already been written and it has that capability whereas we still need to go find a source okay well is this source right is this credible we need to double verify these types of things um Mm. it it, dude and here's here's another level that gets into it me and my wife were talking about the other day because she does like a lot of uh, like spiritual healing like emotion code uh, yoga these types of things and she signed up for a new like platform and they had all these courses and they had all these, and there was a virtual assistant. And I asked her, I'm like, how long until there's an AI guru? And we just kind of both thought. And since we, since then we've kind of looked and there are, there are AI spiritual leaders. Like how fucking creepy is that? Because again, (laughs) a lot of the message is good, but you're like, building your philosophy and foundation of life from ai but you don't even know it you think Mm -hmm. this is you know master you know master pipe smoker whatever that's a crazy thing because ai you know that's the whole argument with like artificial intelligence it has no soul it's not sentient it has no feelings but yet it's guiding ours yeah that's weird it is weird man but it might be the only way in which we can move forward as a species. 
it's one of these things like with uh hitchhiker's guide to the galaxy and that big machine they make and they you know it needs to find out the answer to everything and it, it ends up being 42 uh we need something <laughs> like that it, you know but not so ridiculous when it's just 42 but i think maybe one day and most likely one day that will the the heads of state will be ai maybe uh, the thing that runs the world will be ai because at least it doesn't have emotions in the same way a human does it won't want greed it won't be held by the the behavior genetics that have been growing for millions of years inside our dna it would just be ai that would make rational decisions without emotion and hopefully not kill us all <laughs> we i mean we would hope though but it gets it gets its cues it gets its learning it gets mm-hmm. the right way apparently from from humans there was a yeah. chatbot that microsoft released i think g's or something they put on twitter and they had to pull it within like a few hours within the first day because it became a racist like asshole oh yeah <laughs> because that's that was what it was picking up it's like oh this mm-hmm. is the normal this is the thought this is how this class or group of people are treated so yeah fuck blah 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 blah. you're like whoa that didn't take long uh and i'm sure mm. things have been improved since then but there are a lot of ingrained injustices in the way the world operates so will ai adopt those same prejudices i don't know maybe if we uh if you program into it a clause of you can't listen to humans, don't listen to humans. And then you can do what it pretty much does now, you know, go out, find articles and uh, create things for us, but it would never be able to act on somebody's whim. You know, it wouldn't be able to be like, Oh, this person wants me to get rid of all these people. You know, because it, then you listen to what a human said. You can, I'm, I'm not listening to what a human says. I don't know. There's got to be a way but around it, right? <laughs> yeah, because that, I mean, that exists in the text form that exists online. I mean, you, you could go to pretty much any pick your hate group and they're going to be saying these other people are not human. They're not worthy or, you know, this and that. So, uh, I mean, how how will it filter that? Because again, a lot of people write their opinion as if it's truth or mm. <laughs> the way the world works. It's going to be interesting, uh, man. It's going to be interesting. It you need to be out there getting jobs with, that need arms, everybody. That's uh, you know, that's what the guys on South Park said <laughs> when the AI came and all the handy men would, uh, they were all getting, they were becoming billionaires because nobody knows how to do shit anymore. But uh, Get jobs with yeah. arms, man. It's crazy. I like it. And everything's changing like so fast. It. If you would have said 20 years ago that it would be like this, you'd be, uh, be like, behave yourself. And I'm flying cars by then, surely. Yeah, yeah. Dude, in the 80s, you had to wear a backpack to have a cell phone. Yeah. And it was <laughs> shit then as well, you know? <laughs> it was. They, they get you with the long distance rates. You call, and then it hangs up, and then you just... No. Little Joe Pesci <laughs> rant there. Yeah, Joe Pesci, man, what a legend. I've been watching uh, the gangster movies recently, The Goodfellas. He isn't in Goodfellas, is he? No, yeah, Godfather. God, yeah, I was watching Godfather. He's in Goodfellas. That's right. But remember him in Casino? In cas- yeah. Jesus. Casino. Yeah, <laughs> Where's Stone. the big band called My Friend of Fucking Pussy? <laughs> remember that, <laughs> that, that, bar, that bar scene? Shit. Oh, God. That, 
That was a fucking brutal movie. That was so cool. Casino is an epic film. Damn. Was that? Oh God, not the Coppola. Uh, Kubrick was that? No, not Kubrick. Who else does the like long three hour movies, four hour movies? Know. Gosh. Okay. Uh, Anyways, the yeah, the person I like the director that made that movie as well too. Mm-hmm. I watched a few of them. Yeah, good film, man. Good film. Blank of the Day. Always... Yeah, I'm a sucker for the old gangster stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's been a while since I've seen them. You know, I want to watch uh, Casino with the kids, but they're still a bit too young for that movie. You know, where the guy's <laughs> eye pops out of his head from the vice and that it's a bit much. Isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't really know when you're ever ready to see that, but uh, true. Hey man, true. I saw it. I saw it. I'm, I'm so kind of on that tip. My niece and nephew or, you know, a few years ago, they were younger. I think like five and eight. And one of them likes dinosaurs. I was like, oh, you guys watched Jurassic Park yet? My sister just like looked at me like, no. Like they're they're five. <laughs> me, I'm just like, that's dinosaurs. You know, I, I you know, and then the guy gets bitten in half on the toilet. Oh man, yeah, but it's not for the kids. They'll be like, ah! <laughs> Are you surprised? Are you dense, kid? What did you think it was going to do? You know, the velociraptor creeping through the kitchen. You know, the trauma. Yeah, see, this is why it's probably good I asked first. Yeah, yeah. Well, now they're like, Uncle Chad said we could watch it. Why wouldn't you let us watch it? <laughs> I am I am that uncle, too, though. Yeah. I'm oblivious. It's just a movie. You've got to see it at some point. Yeah. They just don't make them like they used to as well. It's like when the year Jurassic Park came out, there was like a series of epic movies, man. Uh, yeah. The uh, Forrest Gump, uh, uh, Shawshank mm-hmm. Redemption, the Truman Show, all around the same time, you know, these these epic movies. Is that just because that's like my teenage years, with my younger days of life? Do I just think those movies were the best? Or was it really just good movies being made back then? We know they're good movies because they've stood the test of time. Mm-hmm. Forrest Gump being a good example. You could still put that on today to a new audience and it's just as relevant uh, or like impactful as mm-hmm. it was back then, I think. And that's yeah. that's really the test to me is, you know, how does it weather? And that those all have weathered very well. So what is your opinion on Jenny from Forrest Gump? Because <laughs> there's internet Jenny. controversy about Jenny. Oh, maybe you a stupid man. <laughs> but it's like uh, there's the meme where she's going off on the bus and she throws a peace sign out the back of the bus and it's like, bye, Forrest. I'll see you when I'm a single mother with AIDS. <laughs> <And it's> like, <laughs> she just disappeared wow. out of his life numerous times, but... It came back when he was a, a billionaire shrimper. Mm. Yeah, owned this shrimping company and was like, yeah, this kid's yours, Forrest. It's like, how does that make any sense? <laughs> is, is she just some kind of money grabber? You know, is she a gold digger? Hmm. You know what? I think she was looking out for the welfare of the child, and that was her plan the entire time. <laughs> because despite her deep and troubled inner self, she had good and the best intentions for her kid and she wanted to set him up for success and force was that route so you know what jenny good on you good on you jenny you go queen slay queen 
Yeah, you took the words out of my mouth. <laughs> yeah, I love shit like that. You know, these looking back on these old school movies and finding hidden meanings behind them and shit. Ah, oh, funny. Oh, oh, gosh. Yeah, three. I don't know if you ever had the show Three's Company. Uh, there. No, was, no we, um, I think we had it, but okay. I never watched it. Yeah, it was mm-hmm. it was a show that was popular in the seventies. The uh Suzanne Summers, John Ritter. So some good actors. Anyways, my mom liked watching the show. So we watched it when I was younger. Um 20 years later, that show has a completely different meaning. Like, holy crap. So so much things you're oblivious to when you're young. You're like mm-hmm. innuendos. Yeah. I I, <laughs> I love watching some of those shows again. That's Gilligan stayed true though. Gilligan's wholesome. Y'all can watch Gilligan's Island with your family. Right, yeah, I've never watched. You had Gilligan's Island, yeah, we have it, we had it, yeah, but I never watched that kind okay. of. Okay, oh no, when was your? I like to watch a lot of Tom and Jerry and then Dexter's Lab. Remember Dexter's Lab on Cartoon Network? Remember Cartoon Network? Damn. Yes, Nickelodeon. Saturday, Keenan and yes, Cal. Remember Keenan and Cal? <laughs> I remember Cartoon Express? Yes, Cartoon oh, Express man. in the mornings. Oh, dude, Saturdays, cartoons were laid out. Mm-hmm. Cartoons mm-hmm. blended right into wrestling in the afternoon. Oh, you know, what Saturdays as a kid was pretty chill. And it, I was explaining this to the kids not so long back. We, we were talking about some kind of TV show. And I can't remember what happened. One of the kids were like, because I mentioned watching TV show on a Saturday morning. They're like, why didn't you just record it and watch it you know, later <laughs> on? In the, and it's like, it wasn't like that back then, Sonny. <laughs> yeah, <know>? Totally. <laughs> if you wanted to record it, you had to record it on tape. And it, it, did that even work? You know, sometimes it just wouldn't even work because you didn't know how to program the thing. Couldn't just go to YouTube and find any video you wanted. Crazy. Yeah. You, ever, you ever like, re- I remember my mom would set up the VCR to record some stuff if we had to go out in a rare occasion, like the special show. And then like the tape would cut the last 10 minutes off or five minutes off. And mm-hmm. just, Oh, the fury, <laughs> the fury in that house. And I probably still don't even know what happened in the episode now, you know? <laughs> right. Who killed Jr. Damn. Oh gosh. Yeah. Legendary TV, man. It's different, different times back in the day. But now, nowadays, it's cool too. The, the the birth of internet and this kind of content, I think it, it's a good thing because there's so much content out there that just suits people's individual desires for their, you know, their intake of media. You know what I mean? Like, there's so oh, much yeah. variety. It's easier for you to find something that you like and stick with it. It's it's a good thing, and it allows you to support you know different niches that may be underground that you know come above ground because of support and sustained support from people on the small level and that helps you know creators uh you know crafters hollywood is still hollywood but almost like you know the internet changed music industry as far as you don't necessarily Mm -hmm. need a label anymore now when it comes to hollywood if you can get distribution um that's pretty darn good because a lot of the recording technology and the editing suites, mm-hmm. they've become more attainable to the average person too. So yep. again, man, there's, and this is the theme of, you know, everything. It's like technology will always progress and there's always going to be pluses and there's always going to be minuses. Like mm-hmm. it depends on how you use it, which side of the fence you're on. But 
it's a locomotive. We can't stop it. That's right. We have no choice. The ride no. started now and there's no getting off. Just get high and fucking enjoy it as you go round and round. <laughs> Make it the best you can, man. Mm-hmm. That's all you can do, eh? That's all you can do. Uh, yeah, yeah, so Thanksgiving for you today, Chad. You got any plans for today? Were you doing something later? You're going to eat loads of food, I assume? Yeah, yeah. We uh, we went out to brunch for a few hours earlier and uh, probably going to go take a walk here shortly and then come back, have some Thanksgiving dinner. I'm not really a big holiday person in the first place Mm -hmm. um but my wife she she loves holidays so she's making a little ham and we're gonna we'll have a nice little dinner together uh but the the real big thing is tomorrow we go get the christmas tree so we gotta move move stuff in the living room (laughs) and find places for my hash washing machine and uv light (laughs) and all the boxes that are sitting out in the front room right now uh nice that's though. fun though i like going yeah so you just keep your hash maker machine in the living room you, you like to keep it on hand do you so this again this boils down to time i bought the washing machine for the bubble hash probably six seven months ago it's hasn't even been out of the box yet i hope it oh. works because <laughs> yeah. i don't think i could return it at this point but yeah. uh i just haven't had time to do two days of washing the material i have and yeah so it's still sitting there one of these days mm-hmm. i'm gonna do it that's it this when you've got enough to make some it. hash and you got time to make some hash i'm sure you'll make some hash you have the resources there right? dude i've got three five gallon buckets full of over a year's worth of trim wow so i've got the material you that's really why need i bought to get the washing on that machine shit, man. jesus yeah. <laughs> hey it'll it'll be nice and sleepy though it'll be nice and sleepy hash because mm-hmm. i'm sure a lot of it's degraded to cbn and i'm okay with that nice. but yeah I'm yeah that's really gonna be fucking sweet behind how are you not making that hash already my gosh gosh <laughs> gosh <laughs> you gotta get on it bro anybody Anybody, mm-hmm. anybody who's made it or is curious about making it, it's not like a one, two hour project. Like it's, it's once you start, you can't really walk away. You can't like take a lunch break. You kind of have to just do it and to do it right. Um, you want to do multiple pulls on each ba- or, you know, each batch. So you're not just washing it once and then pulling it and saving it and scraping it. You're doing that three, four times. And then with the amount I have, I probably have like six or seven loads to wash. So yeah, it basically stops when I run out of ice. I'm just hearing fucking first world problems here. You know, three <laughs> five gallon buckets of trim <laughs> to make a huge amount of hash with highly CBN cannabis. You know, got oh, at least six loads to go into the washing machine. Everybody, get your violins out for Chad. Come on. <laughs> I mean, you're not wrong, okay? You're not wrong. I'm, I'm the asshole. My hands right? are going to get wet and freezing and don't want to do it. <laughs> I'm an ass. Oh, you're not wrong. That's why I don't like talking about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. There's no excuse really, Chad, and you know it deep down inside yourself. <laughs> when you look at yourself in the mirror, when you meet yourself eye to eye, this is what you think about. Why haven't I made that hash yet? <laughs> uh, I just I just got a message from my uh, uh, doctor. The, this interview is over. 
Choking. Yeah, he's got to go. You can't smoke all that hash. But man, you, you should get quite a lot out of that as well. You should get a couple of ounces of good hash at least, right? Yeah, I, I hope so. I've I've only done it a few times and I haven't actually used the washing machine yet. Just from doing it by hand before with the amount of material I have now, I'm like, yeah, it, it's a hundred dollars. And to me, it is well worth the investment, especially yeah. it's going to, you know, time sometimes is money. Uh, so yeah, that, that'll that definitely mm-hmm. help. And I'm not going to use a whole bunch of different bags. My, my goal is just to kind of almost create shoe hash, that ugly brown pressed hash that I love. That's my goal. So I'm not <laughs> looking to use a bunch of bags, which separates the heads to maybe get, you know, a full melt or something super clear. No, I just, I'm trying to replicate what I enjoy about the Netherlands. And that's that, yeah. that's that hash, man. So mm-hmm. yeah, that's, that's why I have it. That's why I do the bubble. And it's, it's a great way to make, you know, use as much of the plant as you can. You spend all that time and effort growing it. Don't throw stuff away if you can do good things with it. Mm-hmm. So oh, yeah, hopefully, yeah. <laughs> yeah I, I don't know what it'll weigh i never weigh it but yeah i'd love to do some like temple balls um i've got a couple that are still aging from the last time and nice. that's a goal i'd love to always have a few that i keep for five to ten years and then you know soon enough i'll be able to open one of those every year and just have this fine mm-hmm. aged hash nice oh yeah Oh, that's going to be beautiful, man. So let's go back to your show because we haven't spoken much about your show. Uh, you yeah. do interviews, right? You, you've spoken to quite a few people now. What are some of the most memorable interviews that you've done? Yep. Um, so good question. Tommy Chong is probably top of that list as far as I never thought I ever would. Mm-hmm. Um like have a conversation with this person and I've got to do that. So thank you very much. Actually, I know you, uh, uh, has helped everybody do that. Um, but Dr. Mayabi Shields is one person who constantly elevates my knowledge about cannabis and the body. And so she's a really great person that I'm happy to have found. Mm. Um, there's also uh, Angus from the Real Seed Company. Yeah, talked yeah. with him uh, for four and a half hours. And I think we Whoa. got to maybe about, we didn't even get to like 1000 AD as far as like cannabis and its history and its lineage. And we we're talking about Herodotus and how far it went back and just all the cool, cool history it has. Um that was that was another one where it was completely different than what I had expected. Uh, it went a different direction than I had intended to go with it, but I was absolutely not gonna stop the conversation. I'm like, wow, okay, let's let's just go with this. Mm. So that was that was another fun one. Um, there's there's a lot of really cool people i try to there's usually something about each person that i have liked or admired or want to know with the people that i talk to so it's hard to yeah hard to hard to pinpoint mm-hmm. something like that uh yeah everybody sure. brings yeah everybody brings something interesting but yeah tommy Chong, well, when you've done I, so many you forget as well that 
all the epic ones that you've done. And when you scroll through the list and be like, oh, shit, yeah, remember that one? I did it earlier. I, I was smoking in the smoking room with the missus. And I got my phone out. I went to highonhomegrown.com, our website. I went to the interviews page. Like, have you seen this fucking crazy list of interviews? Here, look at this. Jorge Cervantes, Jeff Lowenfels, yeah. Ed Rosenthal, Elaine Ingham, I got Ellen Holland, Tommy Chong, Graham Hancock. Just freaking for all these fucking names. Like, are you serious? I interviewed those people. <laughs> when? For real. When? <laughs> for real. Yes. That is a for real question to ask. You have to ask yourself. That is such a fortunate like position to have worked yourself <laughs> to, man. That's mm. mind blowing. You, you you really do have the freaking Pokemon like super deck. Oh uh, yeah. We have we have a good list, but it's always expanding, always trying to get more on, you know, at least and you want a uh, moron? I, I could do that. Yeah, well, <laughs> we've I had some of those that. too. Yeah, but it's just <laughs> I, I would like to expand it somewhat to try and bring it. You're not directly about cannabis in some interviews. Just you know, like this, just having general conversations with people. But of course, we need to stick to the um, the topic. Sometimes it's just it's nice to go off and talk about random things. Sometimes too, and just enjoy having conversations with people especially conversations with people with interesting stories. Uh, you know, the medical cannabis moms, when you speak to them and hear their stories and the struggle they're going through and things like that, them interviews are fucking awesome, man. You know, get, yeah. get to know what real people's <laughs> lives are like, you know? Uh, I love those interviews. That's, yeah, that's the thing. It's like just because, you know, cannabis is a big part of our life and that's, you know, our passion, it doesn't mean we're one-dimensional people either mm. and that sometimes mm. is is even more like satisfying to to kind of talk about unexpectedly is you know you you arrange somebody to talk to them about cannabis or this you know genetic that you love and then all of a sudden you find out you have a different like passion and hobby that you both share and then you spend mm. the entire time talking about that so yeah it, it's cool to get that because a lot of this is focused. Some people or, you know, a lot of things are focused on education. Cool. I do that. That's great. But there also should be and could be room for just who are we or, you know, open conversation, mm. basically not being so one dimensional. Yeah. That's how I like it. You know, just chilled, laid back. And we just talk about whatever comes up. I like that stuff. man. It's definitely a privilege to be in the position that we're in because we're both pretty much in the same position, you know, making this kind of his content we make the same kind of content it's just a it is a privilege to be in the position that we're in and be able to speak to the people that we speak to it's, it's crazy absolutely absolutely and and i like that you know again everybody i don't know to me it's, i hate to be so like black and white with things i don't really feel so black and white there's a lot of gray but in the statement it's like you you can tell the people who are really into it because they'll bring their kind of style or their personality to it. Like you said, we're all kind of doing the same thing, but mm -hmm. to the person who understands there are so much nuance in between like different people, but you can see the ones that are just not fully passionate or wholehearted about it because it's cookie cutter. It's the same motherfuckers yeah, who are reporting Snoop's not smoking anymore. Mm. <laughs> you you know that he, topic. you know what, uh, you know that he is smoking. He was talking about a smokeless fire thing, right? Yes. Yeah. Right, cool. And they, they, whoever crafted that marketing campaign, 
got the most ridiculous bang for their buck like that person oh yeah a new maserati in their driveway Mm. every day of the week for the next year like good on you you genius the freaking yeah and it's not even that hard to predict Mm -hmm. oh sorry i'm still bitter (laughs) (laughs) yep it was a good one man it was a good move for sure got the whole world talking about it and then, because nobody has got to talk. Really? If you just brought up a fucking ice pod to this smokeless fire pit now, nobody would say a fucking thing. Just no. One post on Twitter and a couple of days of silence. And then <laughs> you got and, a million people, people waiting. About, I know. People are like, oh, well, I hope it's not for like health reasons. And, you know, maybe there's mm-hmm. something Snoop's not telling us. And, well, when you smoke that long over that long of a life, you, you know, you might just like not be interested anymore. And then there's people like me who are like, you're fucking dumb. He's got to come out with edibles. So, <laughs> you know, oh, God, it works. Yeah. That, yeah the whole I think world a lot of us, a lot of us expected that, like he's coming out with a range of edibles or he's coming out with a, a new vape pen. Or something like yeah. that, you know. Yeah, I, mm-hmm. you know, as as somebody again who's older than Google, I lived through Snoop <laughs> Lion. I remember him officially mm-hmm. quitting weed before, so no, I would not be fooled again this time. That's right. Don't trust what you see in the news ever, regardless of who it's about, <laughs> unless it's flattering to me. Yeah, yeah, then believe yeah. it. You know, if, if it's good news about a particular person you like then you yeah, believe that yes it's just yes. so i just don't trust media at all nowadays oh, oh. but let's not go into that conversation i could rant all day about that i was winding up my thoughts there you know how sometimes you take that big breath before you're about to unload i, I was mm-hmm. about mig big breath and you stopped me so okay that's good <laughs> <laughs> if you what you got something to rant about gosh no. It's easy to rant about things, man. It's easy to rant, and it's, there's so many things wrong nowadays. But there's been some good news in the news, I think. Well, you can't even say whether it's good news nowadays. Oh, damn, I won't even go into that. Well, it's so controversial. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and 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 I was just gonna say too, and I'd probably just be preaching to the choir, and that is kind of like a good thing, you know. You said there is good news, and you know some of the bad news. There's there's enough people and a lot of people who see through it, or maybe see it for the misdirection or the suggestions that it is, and we uh-huh. just kind of ignore it. Um, good news is harder to find than the bad news, but there is more good news every day than there is bad news. Definitely. So, there are some feeds, you know, you you can you you can change the algorithm based on what you watch, who you subscribe, what you like. You can slowly over time change it to where your feed is actually a, a positive and impactful thing for you. But you have to curate your algorithm. Um, but yeah, yeah. there's 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 a lot of good news out there in the world. Uh, yeah, somewhere somebody got a new puppy today. Nice, that's Lucky. good news, right? But well, yeah. kind of good news because you're going to have shit all over the floor, little puddles of piss, you know, and then, then the yapping for a while. Puppies are cute, but they're hard work, you know. <laughs> this is true. All right. Yeah. So I take that back. The world sucks. Yeah, it sucks. Fuck the puppies. <laughs> <laughs> oh, where's my black eyeliner? Uh, Galando, one of our listeners, you know, part of the community, he mentioned before in uh, one of our meetings, one of the Patreon sessions that we have, uh, he, he mentioned that in his lifetime, he's only ever seen violence close up, you know, in, in real life a couple of times, man. 
and the majority right. of the bad news and all the shit and all the violence that he does see comes across the TV and, you know, some kind of fucking media. And yeah. it, it, it it just hit home, you know, but that's probably about the same for me. I've seen violence a handful of times in my whole life, but you pretty much see it every day when you watch TV as if it's just a normal yeah. thing. And it isn't a normal thing, you know? Yeah. Conditioning, uh, conditioning to, certain visuals and and just kind of fear responses too and it sucks because again the older you get the more you see how it's played out in society mm-hmm. and reinforced over time through generations it's just like uh get me away from it but yeah it's uh it's crazy the flip the flip side of that <clears throat> and i speaking as a privileged american um there's parts of the world that see things on a regular basis that would horrify and paralyze the majority of us Mm -hmm. if we ever saw it once. And that, how do you, how do you rectify and justify that? Especially um, in refugee situations. Um, Gosh, just the things that some people see. I I don't know. I don't know where I was going with that. The, the, (laughs) I'm just going to like end that thought with, I'm going to be, I'm thankful for where I am and Mm -hmm. the comforts that I enjoy. So I I am very thankful and respectful of, uh, the, the, the beautiful life that I have. So yeah, today is Thanksgiving here in America. Mm -hmm. And that it, that's truly, uh, I'm giving thanks to that because yeah, like life here is pretty damn peachy, man. Mm-hmm. And same here in the UK, you know, I rant a lot about how shit the government is and how much he's fucking over the people, but can't forget how lucky I am to live in the UK, man, in these times. You know, one yep. of the most comfortable places to live in the world. One of the best countries yep. in the world, without a doubt. Used to be the best, but now it's only one of the best, you know. We're losing the standing, you know. <laughs> you, you, you're talking to an American here, buddy. We're mm-hmm. we're number one, bro. We've always been number one. Always <laughs> will be number one. Now, okay, a little little rhetoric there. Little rhetoric. only because we allow you to. <laughs> oh, all right. Oh, buddy. I won't. I won't bring up the Boston Harbor. We'll just. We'll just forget that never happened. That was the shit tea, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> we only ever sent the right. shit tea over there. We kept the good tea for ourselves. Yes. Ah, good. All right. <laughs> We're even then. We're even. Uh, yeah, but you know, we, we just all got to be thankful and be grateful for the positions that we're in. We're very lucky to live in these times as well. You know, in 2023, yeah. we complain about how shit 2023 is. Well, that's in comparison to like the good years, like 20 years ago. That Then it was good times. But even now, I mean, this is still one of the most peaceful times in history. You don't have to send your children off to go fight in bullshit wars. You don't have to go fight in bullshit wars yourself. You don't have hordes of people coming to invade your village and kill everybody. You know, it's like things are okay, man. Things are pretty good right now. The great peace. Yeah. And, and that's just more convinced. Sorry, Chad. No, please. I, I was going to say, and, and you got to go out and find mm-hmm. it. Some Sometimes it takes work, but mm-hmm. you know, like I said, I'm probably going to go for a walk after this and that's, 10 15 minutes out in nature or in the fresh air a day does great for your mind so yeah. do it uh, yeah i i walk the dogs a couple of times a day you know i've got two dogs and they need a lot of walking you know two walks 45 minutes 
And oh, today yeah. I took them on some mission man, around the countryside. You know, I like to take them to the woods sometimes as well, you know, because uh, yeah. different activities. Sometimes they like to go and throw the ball, you know, for play fetch for a bit. And sometimes they just like to go and sniff as many random things as possible around the woods. <laughs> uh, you know, you took them on kind of both of that today, where just across loads of fields, through loads of woods. It's just a fucking mission, man. But it's nice to get out away from you know, the, the phone from the PC and just go and listen to the wind blowing past your fucking ears for a bit, you know? And that was like yeah. an hour and a half of just walking, man. And then I get back to the car after and they're like, is that it? Right. And this is a flat walking, man. This is up and down the hills, across the fields that people don't walk across. It's all bumpy all over the place. going to fall and break my fucking leg. You know, and they're like, oh, is that <laughs> it? Is that all we're doing? It's like, get the fucking car, you cheeky little bastards. And that would probably standing outside my door being like, he said walk. I know he said walk. Yeah. Well, Did you walk your dog on their car walks? Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> they try. God damn. But, yeah, they're stuck in the boot. But you walk your dog and yeah, then kind of walks. You go for nice long hikes with the dog. No, I wish I wish we did, but the the dogs don't like the beach. It's weird. We live by the beach. Mm. I've got a big dog and a little dog, and for some reason, neither of them like the beach. So we have a park near us that will take them to the park uh, when the weather is good. But for the most part, they just play in the yard. Uh, but us, yeah, we've got we've got some nice long walks that we take here on along mm. the beach down to the jetty. Yeah, nice, nice. It's beautiful, man. It's nice to get out sometimes. Don't forget, everybody, get out sometimes. Not now, because winter's coming. It's fucking freezing. Just stay in now. Don't go out. But when the summer comes back, then, yeah, go back outside. It's cool. It's nice out there. <laughs> as long as you don't see any people. <laughs> you know, you are not hired for the campaign. Oh, damn. <laughs> that, that is a bad sales pitch there, buddy. I'm just saying. <laughs> well, what was the trying to sell? I didn't realize that there was a point. <laughs> Get outside, get some fresh air, do good. Yeah. But you know what? Touch grass, really touch grass. Worth it, so. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So you decide for yourself what's best for you. You know, that's the best thing to do. Just let people decide for themselves. I don't have a choice. I, I have to get dragged out, you know, every day. That's just the way it is, man. But if you have a choice, maybe just stay in today, you know? <laughs> There's nothing wrong with just staying in bed and relaxing and watching shit on Netflix for a day. Give yourself a day off. Yeah. Watching some of that in the UK. Into a week. Yeah, that's right. You know, when you start feeling lazy, do something. Yeah. And there's always lots to do. You know, there's so much content out there to <laughs> absorb and shit. But speaking of content, man, where can people go and see your YouTube channel? I mean, I'm sure all the listeners of our show are already listeners of your show. Because you know, we've you know, crossed over so many times. But where can they yes. find your information, man? So thank you, Mackie. For for uh, my YouTube, it's Chad Westport on YouTube. Uh, with Instagram, a little bit of a curveball, it's chad.westport. Uh, but those are really the two main places. Um, I'm usually more active with YouTube, uh, putting videos up there. Uh, I'll do some plant uh, plant pictures and some just kind of random pictures, flyers of shows coming up on the Instagram. That's usually what I do over there. And then I do have a website, uh, chadwestport.com, which is next in line after I finish washing the bubble hash. So it's there. 
but uh, it, it needs some work too. So those, those are the three spots and I appreciate nice. that. And I appreciate, you know, you inviting me again because a, it's always a fun time. Uh, B, we do have a lot of, you know, listeners that, that go back and forth. I love it when I see the, the UK crew show up in uh, the chats and I guess uh, your audience is a lot wider than that, but seems to be uh, your UK friends that are a little bit louder in chat. So I love seeing them mm-hmm. every time. <laughs> yeah. Oh, did you see them hop over on your YouTube streams, do you? Yeah. Oh, yeah. See, yep. I mean, jams over there a lot of times. Nice. Uh, yeah. Billy Bonds over there. Yeah. Uh, Benny Ben, <laughs> yeah, Chilbert, of course. These regular of faces. Course. Yeah, Chilbert, it's Mad Dog. Show, so, yeah, a lot, a lot of people that I was introduced to uh, through your show are just hanging out with in chat. Um, I see them showing up as well. So they're always nice. welcome, and it's always fun. And you know, I hope you see a lot of people coming my way too which means we need to get you back we need to get you back over on my channel uh, yeah man i'm, I'm easy whenever stuff. you know just let me know and i'm always willing to just sit in front of the microphone and chat some shit <laughs> chat some shit yeah chat we, we, should, shit. we should come up uh <laughs> i'm gonna come up with something i'm gonna come up with something and we'll do we'll do something fun together there and then yeah hopefully uh you know <laughs> A few of the people who don't quite get out as much as they should maybe can follow you right back over to your channel and enjoy that and then be like, damn it, Chad, now I have less time in my life, but it is more full. (laughs) Yes. I think you said it correctly. It is more full. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But it's good. It's good fun producing these podcasts, man. We have a good community supporting us, you know, our show, your show. And many shows, you know, it's it's cool, man. But mm-hmm. all the communities stick together the way that they do. And you make good content, as you can tell, because people enjoy it and you got good retention. Numbers are constantly growing. And it's good to see that you're just always progressing, man. And the work you do is always quality. So keep it up, bro. It's good to see. Thank you. Thank you, Mackie. And I would have called you a good host, but you cut me off right there because there was a number three to my list. But, you know, whatever. Um, what? Was it number- what? <laughs> i'm just busting balls but the third thing <laughs> am that, i the host you know, or something am i supposed to be the host <laughs> i don't know you're the you're you're on top of the screen you're the official one you sent the link i'm holding you responsible anything that oh. happens here i'm just be like he's in charge so i get a point to you on that one okay but, yeah uh, I'll, I'll take the blame sure <laughs> no I, i'm just busting balls but i wanted to say you know no, number three um I've really enjoyed having the opportunity to talk one-on-one with you. I love the yeah, group. It's fun, man. I love the posse, but one-on-one, man, I, I dig what you do and I dig your personality and you have helped me a lot. And I know you've helped a lot of other people too be successful because you're a person who wants to see everybody succeed. And I appreciate that. So nice. Yeah. Having, having this one-on-one <laughs> Mackie has been, has been fun. So nice, thank man. you. Thanks. I appreciate it, man. It's always, yeah. uh, I don't take compliments very well. I'm not very good at taking compliments. So, you know, yeah, I just have to try and say thanks, man. I appreciate it. I appreciate the kind words. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, no worries. We're, we're, yeah. we're, we're, we're uh, equally awkward with it. It's, it's, yeah, yeah, it's weird. I was doing that the other day on a show with somebody. Um, it was Chef Alex. 
Uh, and you know, I have a lot of praise for the person and he was sitting there and this is even worse because we've got eye contact going on. So, you know, and, and mm-hmm. there was a couple other people there and I'm just, you know, like giving him praise because he deserves it. And his like phone drops out and he's like lost the feed. And I'm like, phew, good. It's always <laughs> awkward complimenting people to their face. <laughs> so mm-hmm. I got to finish complimenting him before he came back on. And I was like, okay, now we can get back to our business. But uh, yeah. It was a real good episode this... of uh, of Joe Rogan with David Cho. Have you ever seen that episode? It's one of the best Joe Rogan no. episodes there is. It's the first time he had David Cho on the show. And and huh. he's just like, uh, Joe, how, how good are you with compliments, man? Can I, can I offer you a compliment? You know, <laughs> just be approaching it like that. It, it, because it is difficult for some people. It's like an imposter syndrome kind of thing. We're just normal guys. We enjoy consuming cannabis. We make some some cannabis content yeah. online. You know, that, that's all there. And we, we, it's not like we feel as if we do anything special. You know, we just do this. But it's just it's, us. This, this yeah. is just what we do. That's, people enjoy yeah, it. That's it's, crazy. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, right. it is. yeah. So uh, I'm glad people enjoy it because, uh, like you know, it's hard work producing content and, and doing all this stuff. And for people to enjoy it, that's the important thing. You know, that's good, man. I like that. Yeah. And and I do appreciate, you know, like the positive comments and the positive feedback. Because, again, it's it's while kind of like you're touching on. This is just what we would wake up and do anyways. We don't really feel or at least I don't feel like I'm really doing anything special. But to have people see value in what I do, because that's my goal. I want to educate people. I want to offer something of value. I don't want to be cookies or just be a bunch mm-hmm. of fluff. I want to help people. Um so it's cool and there's nothing better than like the 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 kind of the peer appreciation. It's like that's not necessarily the goal, but that is kind of the fuel that keeps mm-hmm. us going because it's like yeah. I I know that I'm able to have an impact in a positive way, which is what I am trying to freaking do in the first place. So I appreciate the, you know, all of the feedback from people and Mm -hmm. taking the time to offer, you know, positive feedback to content creators uh, Mm -hmm. and just, you know, be genuine with it because it's, it it, it does. We, we read that, we see it for me. It's like, that's awesome, man. That that gives me a smile. So thank you for anybody who's done that. And uh, yeah. As, as, as awkward as it is for me to take it uh, live, but uh, I, I do appreciate those things and <laughs> other people do too. So go out of your way to say something nice to people. If, if you enjoy something yeah. or you appreciate mm. it, my wife is notorious for that. She embarrasses me all the time. We're just walking down the street. She's like, I love your hair walking down the street. I love your glasses and mm-hmm. random strangers. They just smile and go about their day. So yeah, man. It's uh, life's hard enough, yeah. you know. Let's let's try and make it a little bit easier on each other. And it can make yeah. it, it can be the first time a person has heard a compliment about themselves in a long time. Just a simple comment like that from a stranger can just change their whole perspective for a while, you know. Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent, and that goes, you know, in person and digitally. So, yeah, man, if you're if you're fucking feeling it, let a person know. Say something mm-hmm. good. And then Chilbert Mackie, just said, I love what you chat. did with your hair today. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> God, damn, I could tell you some fucking stories about that. <laughs> but uh, Chilbert said in the chat here, it was well worth introducing Chad to High on Homegrown. Always knew he was a good one. 
yeah, man. Thanks for Chilbert for introducing us in the first place. It seems like such a long time ago now. Has there been a chat going this whole freaking time? Yeah, it's a it's a private chat, and the the patrons are watching. There's only a few. Oh, okay, I'm like, yeah. is this on YouTube? I would have pulled it up. Sorry. Yeah, a secret chat, in the background I didn't know kind you of stream. Yeah, it's, no, it's, dude. To, to, to the point, though. Yeah, thank you, Chilbert. Chilbert has introduced me to some cool people like yourself, and we're a match made in heaven, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we definitely do align a lot of our positions on everything, you know. It's, the, 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 we just have the same kind of vibe, I think. We're from the, around the same kind of times, we appreciate the same kind of movies and TV. And, you know, we're nostalgic kind of folk, you know. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It's good shit, man. It's a good, like, online friendship. Like you said earlier, you can make good friendships and relationships with people that you meet online but have never met in real life. And I feel, feel like that's what we have, you know. Like on the same kind of path, just doing the same kind of thing, just with a, an ocean between us. Sounding romantic now, bro. <laughs> <laughs> it's turning into an 80s power ballad. <laughs> yes. If I close my eyes forever. <laughs> yes. Oh, man. It's, it's, it's so true, though. Excuse me. You got no, you know, I was talking with my wife about this the other day too, because we're 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 both big on you need to surround your people, or at least be around people who have like the desire to want to do something or to improve or to advance their knowledge in some direction. Like that's so important, but that mm -hmm. is what the the internet is able to do for us, because there's not anybody locally that I could have ever had the same conversation with. Or, you know, felt the same connection through a conversation about, and shit, we're not even talking about cannabis. Like, that's what yeah, yeah. initially <laughs> brought us together. But then we realized, again, we're not one dimensional and there's other things. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm thankful for that. But to the point is, don't, uh, don't get stagnant. Search out people and you can build good relationships that do last forever. Because when you have shared goals or like, the desire to just see everybody be better versions of themselves. Mm -hmm. You can't, you can't beat that, man. That's, that's yeah. the goal. That's the goal of life, man. Surround yourself with these type of people and then always have one dumb friend to bring you back to reality. <laughs> yep. <laughs> that's Billy. That's Billy in our chat. That's Billy. <laughs> uh, yeah, but we've been awesome. here for nearly a couple of hours now, and I know you have other things to be doing this evening. You have better things to be doing today than just doing this, I suppose. You know, but it's been a pleasure, as it always is, Chad. You, you know, you're always part of the... You, you're always welcome on the show, but it's like you're part of it as well. You're one of the extended panel members that pops by now and again. So th thanks for everything, man. My pleasure. And th thanks for keeping that door open, because I do like to pop in. I always enjoy myself uh when we get to talk and i do have other things to do today but no i wouldn't say that it's better than what i'm doing now again <laughs> genuinely connecting to another human being is pretty fucking priceless so yeah thankful mm -hmm. thankful for today man again, nice it's the day yeah, of the day of giving thanks but uh that that's real a real uh honest connection i appreciate you mackie yeah yeah appreciate you too man don't forget and of course, if you ever need anything from us, you know, we're here, man. Just give yeah. us a shout.
Word, word nice. up, right on. If I do ever make it to that area of the world, I will be ringing you guys. But oh, uh, no doubt, no doubt. I'll tell. No. <laughs> I'll, I'll take my tongue out of your ear now. So sorry. <laughs> yeah, but ne- maybe next time you're in the dam, I'll pop over. We'll see. We'll see. It depends when you go over there. Any plans to go to Amsterdam anytime soon? Um, I'm trying to prevent it, but my wife is really <laughs> wanting to rally. She really wants to go to King's Day again, which I do too, but. I'm, I've got a lot of work that I want to try to get accomplished next year. So hmm. I think it's going to be towards the end of the year, probably September when we get back to. That's to the best the time to go, man. That's a great time to go to Amsterdam. Yeah. 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 And end then the like this mm-hmm. part two is, is around September as well. So there may be a, right. a dual trip there. All right. So we'll make it happen at some point. No doubt. No doubt. Yep. Yes. Yes. Oh, yeah, oh yes, yes. shit. Yeah. Well, <laughs> oh no! Ooh. Copyright infringement. Copyright. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah. Well, well, I'll let you go then, Chad. Man, thanks for joining us. I'll just let you exit, and we'll wave at you as you leave, and you know, fade off like Cartman from South Park. You know, <laughs> you there? That kind of shit. You know how we roll. But as usual, it's been a pleasure, man. Yes. Ski again. I'm going home. Thanks everybody in chat for joining. You take care, Chad, and we'll speak soon, man. Keep up the good right. work, bro. Keep smashing it. Party on, brother. Party on. <laughs> and there we go, everybody. That was this week's interview with Chad Westport. It is always a pleasure to chat with Chad. We always have a good time. And if you haven't heard Chad's show before, then do check him out. You can find him over on YouTube if you just do a search on YouTube for Chad Westport. You can also find him over on his website. Just go to chadwestport.com. Nice and easy to find. But again, it's always a good time to get Chad on the show. It's always a pleasure to chat with him. I always have a good time, man. So I appreciate him being here to come and chat for a couple of hours. And I hope you enjoyed this interview. But as usual, thank you to you guys for being here and downloading the show. We appreciate every single download. So thank you very much, as always, for taking the time to download and listen to the show. We appreciate it. It would be awesome if you could share it. But as usual, no pressure. Just thanks for being here. I hope you've enjoyed this interview. Go and check out some of Chad's stuff if you haven't checked him out before. And we'll catch you on the next one, which is Friday for the Grow Guides. Stay high, stay safe, and we'll see you then. Goodbye. Goodbye.